Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, Bob's Dad's Parents and Guardians, welcome back to another episode of Fearlessly Parody. Once again, I have as a special guest, author and TED speaker, Nathaniel A. Turner. Nate is a modern-day Renaissance man. It's evidenced by the diversity of his education, including a bachelor in accounting, master's in history and theology, and a doctor of jurisprudence combined with a wide range of personal experiences and professions, which are only a part of what makes his wide-ranging presentations can't miss events. Now, what truly sets Nate apart from others is his unique, oftentimes comical ability to not only see the world differently, but to challenge his audience to live outside the box so that the world might be able to experience them at their very best. So without any further ado, once again, here's Nate Turner. Nate, thank you for being back for another episode of Fearlessly Parody. Thank you for for allowing me to come back. I'm not not always asked back a second time, so I appreciate it. Well, you know, you may may get asked back again if you do as good as you did in the first show. I thought was awesome. I appreciate and, and it. You got this thing talking about a life template. Okay. Yeah, life template. Yep. Break that down for us. I, I want to know. But what, sure. What is this life template thing? Well, so I'm going to tell you a little bit if it's okay about the origin of it. And then I can, and that'll help me explain it. Foundation and, and then break it down for us. So, so I am a, I'm a, I'm a product of a, of a, a, a very challenging childhood. And I won't spend a lot of time on that because that's not what you're asking me. But but before my wife and I realized we were going to be parents, I, I was reluctant to want to be a father. I happened to see a movie, an animated movie called The Lion King. Mm-hmm. And when I saw The Lion King, I realized that there was a father whom I could I could mirror my relationship with my child with. So my wife decides that she wants to be a mother now, that her biological clock is ticking. Okay. So now we're expecting a child and realizing that we, we both have, have come with so many of our own historical challenges that we decided that the best thing we could do for a child was to, was to be to create a process to allow us to help that child do better than us. And that became mm-hmm. this ideal around how do we create a template for that? Now, initially, what we were thinking of is how do we get a child to have a better educational experience than us? We both went to college and I was in law school at the time. It was a good school. Valparaiso was a good school, but it's not a great school. It wasn't Harvard. I wasn't graduating. People were going to be looking for me. I had to look for people for a job. And I was like, by going to Harvard, people would have looked for me and they would have said, mm-hmm. you know, Harvard before they said my name. 
So I wrote Harvard and we got an application from Harvard and used that application for Harvard to craft what we now, what we was in the early infant stages became the life template. In Harvard's application, it asked for, of course, for students with great grades and test scores. There were two other things in an application we were unaware of that are the pillars that probably are equally, if not more important. The second element was that Harvard in 1994 were looking for students who were world citizens. And the third element is that they were looking for students who cared for something greater than themselves. Mm. And so it was those three things that we now, we call the life template. We've changed them. It's called intellectual ambition. We'd like to have students have great grades and great test scores, but moreover, we want students who who think critically, who are taught in the Socratic method. The second thing is um, we want students to be globally and culturally competent. The world is big, but it's very small. You and I are having a conversation. You're in one part of the country. I'm in another part of the country. I'm sure you do this, talk to people all over the world, do this piece of technology. So we wanted to make sure our, our child could could, would have reverence and respect for people of all walks of life anywhere in the world. And part of that was also making sure you could speak other languages. And then the last part was caring for something greater than yourself. At the time, I was also working my master's in theology. So I thought I had that part. I, got, I think I got that. But it's more than that. And so we wanted to make sure we raised someone who had the capacity and the heart for something much bigger than himself. Yeah. And that then became the two others. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's 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 the origin of the life template. Wow. So is this something that you you, you have? Because when, when I hear the word template, it, it's a basic outline. Say, okay, I got this, and, and so now you're, you're structuring everything uh, around and within that template. Mm-hmm. Do you have something that maybe my parents and guardians could look at as an example of? Of what this template sure like. yeah we actually we actually have coached families um, on how to to apply this template for their own children's lives um, we had an online um, course I think twice during the pandemic where we taught a series of uh, I shouldn't say taught and to, to correct we coached parents on how to apply this template to their own life and there are three other there are three other elements that go to the to the template so please um, yeah, so there's there's this ideal, right? When we were growing up, people would say, we make fun of people. They say, you're a jack of all trade, a master of none. So the template has both. And if you could imagine these these circles, there's this huge outside circle. And on the outside circle are what we call familiarities. So we believe that there are certain things that all children would benefit by being familiar with. Okay, right? okay. And, and, and why is that important? Because the more things that children are familiar with, it makes life more like a buffet table. And that means you have an understanding that on one end of the table might be hot dogs and, and uh, well, frankfurters and cheese and crackers. But the other end may be filet mignon and Don Perignon and caviar. And but because you have an understanding of things, you 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 don't feel like there's one side of the table that you can only be a part of. So I so we want to make sure children have this as much familiarity with as many things as possible. The, uh, it, yes. mm-hmm. the inner, the next inner circle is mastery. And there, there are certain things that we know that s- children must master in the fourth industrial revolution in a period in time where we have globalization, like no time ever, there are certain things kids have to master. We talk about STEM, science, technology, en- engineering, mathematics. We talk about 
maybe mastering another language, but mastering behavioral um, um, responses, right? Yeah. There's a whole level of citizenry that we don't uh, we don't practice enough. And then lastly, in the center is the core, and which is when when someone meets your child, when someone meets you, who do they say that you are? When your time on this planet is up, how will your story be written in your obituary? What is it that people will say universally about you at your eulogy? How will your last those last words on your testament or your tombstone or your urn or wherever? What will those last words be? And will they be you, the who you want to be at the core of your being? And so that those are the things that make up how we create this temple. So they if if say a parent's hearing this and they have a tween or a teen, is it too late for them to set up a template? Is it too mm-hmm. late for that parent? I, I think if you're going to do this, the parent and the child, the parent and the tween, the parent and the teen need to do that. So is it too late at the tween, teen, and, and even now as a parent? No, it's, 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 it's never too late. I mean, as long as we have um, air to breathe, then it's not it's not too late. I've worked with uh, someone at one point as old as 35, and she wanted to change her life, and we used the template to change her life. Within 90 days, she had gone from being an unhappy school teacher to um, being a person who had submitted her applications to a PhD program. There's that PhD thing again, Stan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she submitted her applications to a PhD program. And last year she finished her PhD at the um, university of Maryland, Baltimore County. She went to school for free. Um, but we did the very same, same series of questions with her. Hey, if the, if the world were perfect, what it was it you want out of your life? She said what she wanted and we used backward design to make that a reality for her. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, the other thing you asked me about the parent, I would say, that being the tree of the fruit, it is important that the tree first mimic the behavior that it wants the fruit to have. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to get the kind of fruit that you hope to have if the tree itself is living the same truth that is asking the, the fruit to live. No matter what age, and if I could tell you this, they when I did go to Gonzaga, you know, I, I was a police officer and I hurt my back in the line of duty and could no longer actively police. And I'm sitting here in my mid-40s at the time and had to make a change. It was like, whether you want to make a change or not. Right. And uh, did so and, and sort of had to reinvent myself. Uh, God worked through me and presented opportunities where I could re- reinvent myself. But it was like one of the greatest experiences in my life. Uh, going to Gonzaga, getting that master's degree, it stretched me. Uh, I got an organizational leadership with a uh, with uh, a master's uh, certificate in servant leadership, and it just okay. will be in all sorts of ways that I, I had expected it made me a better person for it. So I could definitely appreciate the need, and for people to understand, you can move beyond where you are. Uh, I don't care if 35, 45, 55, you, you can make that change, can you not? Yeah, absolutely. I I you know the interesting thing when I say when I say these things, sometimes people think that you're maybe talking out of two sides of your of your neck. Like, okay, well that sounds Nate great, Nate, but are you actually doing it? And I would tell you that the only reason that I'm here talking to you today 
is because my fruit mandated that I do more. Right. So the, the child that I was pouring all this stuff into one day opened this opened his uh, his spout and said, oh, yo, hey, let me give you some of this stuff back. You've been giving me. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to do more. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. All the stuff you've been giving me as a child, give it to other people's children. All the people, all the things you've done as a parent. Show other parents how to do it. And so to your point, I've been stretched in ways I never thought possible. And if you'd asked me. You know, 10 years ago, what I've given a TED talk, if you asked me 10 years ago, if I thought I would have written a book, I've written five now and have two others that we're in the process of finishing. I would have said no, I wouldn't have done any of those things. In fact, when my son turned 16 before he left for Brazil, I sat in the car and cried and he asked me, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, I feel like my life is over. I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do now. <laughs> right. And he and he looks at me and he says, what? You still have time. You can do more. You can live out your dreams. This is what he te- says to me. Mm. And I'm like, dreams? What are you talking about? I don't have any dreams. Which and he looks at me like, what are you talking about? You don't have any dreams. You've been raising me to be a dreamer all my life. <laughs> and you don't have any dreams. What's wrong with you, dude? And he was right. So I'm like, okay, well, I gotta right, I gotta do better. So yes, I'm I'm telling you as a living witness that it, it can be done because I was the first the first adult guinea pig. Yeah, and moms and dads, parents and guardians, it's never too late to dream. It's never too late to uh keep trying to be the best version of yourself and, and to keep trying to grow yourself. You know, they uh, I try to emphasize to my parents and guardians, you have to engage in personal development. Mm-hmm. And not just that's not just limited at work. That personal development can have such a key role in the home. And that's why in my uh, parenting book, I have such an emphasis on leadership. Uh, I, I like what you say that 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 the tree is going to influence the fruit. And if you don't have the ability to teach leadership and uh, and the need for personal growth to your children, uh, it's going to be kind of hard to get that into the fruit if you're not doing it as a tree. That that is absolutely that is absolutely right. And your your point about the personal development, I I would if I could, I just expand in this and say this. You know, I believe that we're we we exist in three forms, so. Uh, we're 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 mind, we're body, and we're we're also soul or spirit. Personal development for me means developing all of those areas of us and mm-hmm. doing those things to our my maximum potential. I, I I've I take I care greatly about how I how I how I am physically, but not so much because I would just want to look good, but because I don't want to have the burden for someone else to one day have to take care of me especially when I could have done a better job of taking care of care of myself. So I believe that it's incumbent upon me to be in the best possible physical condition I can be, but to be in great physical condition and have a poor spirit doesn't give me the kind of balance in life that I need to have and to have, to have a, to have a good spirit and to be intellectually uh, dunce doesn't help me either. So to your point, the goal is to every day develop all three elements of my trinity. Wow. Now you see parents and guardians, moms and dads, you see why I brought Nate on? 
You see why I have it as a guest. My goal, uh, I'm not here to try to push things off on y'all or to try to sell y'all a bunch of stuff. My goal is to bring guests on and, and present information and, and, and data and, and just everything that might help you become the best version of yourself. I'm not trying to get you to become a better stand or a better date or better whoever. I'm simply trying to help you become the best you for your child because your child deserves nothing less. And by you becoming the best version of yourself, your child can look at you as a role model and in turn, you're going to find that they will strive to become the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So they tell my parents and guardians once again where they can find you. Um, again, you f find the books anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, right? The usual host of booksellers. And then lastly, you can find me on um, the web, um, Nathaniel, N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L-A -A -E as in Arnold. And uh, last name, T-U-R-N-E-R.com, NathanielAturner.com. All right, moms and dads, and all that information will be in the podcast description. Please check it out. As always, we'll have it to where you can go to that podcast description, click, and then boom, you're going to find yourself there on Nathan's site. Click, you're going to find yourself over where you can find out more information on his book and, and even purchase it if you wish. I get nothing from the sales of if my guests sell a book or or they have some stuff out there. I get nothing out of this. Once again, I'm bringing them all because I think they have something that's going to help you become the best version of yourself. So, Nate, can I have you come back one more time? Because I, I really want to talk to you about some of the things that uh, men should do the, the moment they discover that they're going to be a father. And uh, I really feel it led in my heart. I also want to send you a book, Nathan, okay. by somebody that I really respect. His name is Jeff Henderson, and he has okay. a book called Four. Okay. And, and as I'm sitting here listening to you over and over again, brother, you're talking about how you're for your child, how you're for your wife, how you're for your family. And, and I just feel led to to just send you this book. So I'm, I'm going to do that. Off okay. I'll, I'll get your information. I'll send that to you. But Bob's and Dad's, that brings us to the end of this particular episode. Join us one more time here. Uh, for to, to hear Nate one more time, but until that time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parrot. God bless.